You are listening to Cut Jib Newsletter Speaks, the podcast. This is uh, series four, episode number 11 for Friday, September 15th, 2023. Uh, Lashana Tovat, who are members of Tribe out there uh, for a blessed and uh, safe and sweet new year. JJ Sefton here, along with my good friend, co-blogger and co-host, CBD, CBD, Lashana Tovat. Thank you very much and happy new year to you. Um, so I, I have a, a bit of a... Uh of a conundrum. I, um, I have a 15-pound packer-cut brisket in my refrigerator that I'm going to braise for um, a, uh, a New Year's celebration or a Rosh Hashanah celebration uh, for my family. And uh, I don't have a damned idea how I'm going to do it because it's, it's big. It's very big. And I'll have a lot of leftovers for a long time. But that's okay. That is okay. The environmentalists will hate you, but, uh, you know, because beef, you know, there you go, the planet. Well, what can yeah. you do? Yeah. Anyway, a couple of big couple of big stories that are happening uh, today uh, that we covered on the Morning Report, which I'm sure will be covered elsewhere, too. Uh, the first up is, uh, surprise, surprise, Hunter Biden actually was indicted on a federal gun charge uh, this this uh, late yesterday or early this morning. I believe it was by the same David Weiss clown who, you know, who is basically in the pocket of, of Merrick Garland and who tried to not indict Hunter Biden, but somehow was forced and embarrassed into doing it by uh, by the media and by the GOP and by whoever else. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I doubt very much this will really lead to anything other than maybe, you know, because the cynical person that I am, that he'll either get a slap on the wrist or it'll be dismissed or worse comes to worse. He gets convicted. And of course, his father is going to uh, you're going to pardon him. But uh it is interesting, nonetheless, that this is happening, although there were a couple of other charges that did not uh, that, that that were not he should have been indicted for. One was the Pharaoh, which is the Foreign Foreign Agent Registry Act, I believe, where you know, basically he's acting as a criminal and bagging money for his father with uh, for foreign influence peddling and also tax evasion. But at least the gun charge uh, he was hit with and supposedly the sentence is it's a federal crime. If he gets convicted, he can get upwards of 24 years. So, well, you know, I, I'm of two minds. Um, about the gun charges. Uh, I'm pretty much a Second Amendment absolutist. So uh, even the idea that a felon should be uh, unable to possess a weapon is uh, problematic for me. I go back and forth and, and I accept arguments from both sides of that issue. Um, but it is the law now. And uh, lying on a 4473, and for those who don't know what a 4473 is, that's the form that a potential gun buyer has to fill out. Um, stating that, among other things, he's not a fucking drug addict. And uh, <laughs> and Hunter Biden lied about that to purchase a firearm. Um, if I did that, uh, I'd go to jail, um, and my FFL would lose his license, uh, probably. And so, you know, ignoring my my difficulty with with the administration of the Second Amendment in this country – that is the law right now. He broke it. He should go to jail because if his father, the ersatz president of the United States or the titular president of the United States, is so gung ho about uh, gun control and, and gun crime and gun violence, um, well, he should send his kid to jail. That's important. Now, by the way, as a bit of an aside, gun violence. Do we talk about car violence? Do we t- talk about knife violence do we talk about fist violence no we talk about what the people do when they when they perpetrate these these crimes on other people 
But uh, gun violence apparently is a unique thing in the United States, and I find it quite odd. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the gun is the, yeah, as this, this, you know, sheriff up in, I forgot where it was, where this recent uh, shooting took place. You know, I thought he was for sure going to go ripping against guns, but he didn't. He actually went against the meme and he said, look, there's no, there's no such thing as a gun that picks itself up, aims itself at a person and shoots itself. The, the problem is mental health. And he's absolutely right about that. And so it's amazing that now two weeks on, I think it's, it was two weeks ago, I've forgotten the guy's name because the story is all but disappeared from the press because it's no longer, you know, it, it no longer carries the water and it no longer moves the the ball forward to try to ban guns. But of course, that still is and will always be the ultimate aim is to is to disarm the citizenry, not to keep them safe, but to keep the city, but to keep the junta safe from the citizenry for uh, for abusing their for abusing them, which is what the Second Amendment is all about in the first place. But the other charges, it's just interesting that that Hunter Biden is now all of a sudden that he was that this these charges were literally they had to be dragged kicking screaming kicking and screaming i should say to charge him with these crimes because of the exposure of who this david weissman character was and who merrick garland is um again it's it just highlights the the two-tiered justice system and you know so biden you know 24 years but meanwhile there was a guy who who, who literally you, you talk about cbd about about car violence this psychopath up in, I forgot, it was either North Dakota or South Dakota, uh, ran over someone, a teenager who he, he thought or saw was, was a Republican and a Trump supporter and killed him because he was he hated him. And he used the gun for basically to carry out a political assassination. A car. And what he did with a car. Yeah. yeah. And he got a five. He got a five year sentence for doing that. Meanwhile, Enrique Tarrio, the Proud Boys, who did nothing more than, you know, trespass in Capitol Hill, get sent to jail for you know, for 22 years for quote unquote insurrection. So there's the, there's the real, uh, uh, the real madness and, and two tier nature of the two tier justice system we have, but it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward from a political standpoint, what happens to Hunter Biden vis-a-vis what happens to Joe and the, the Democrats attempts now to, it, it seems the writing is on the wall to try to get rid of him as their, as the candidate. Well, okay. I, and I agree. It does look like that, but um, it is also possible that they're going after Hunter Biden to deflect attention away from Joe Biden. And exactly. maybe what they're going to do is is smack Hunter Biden hard enough that Joe Biden can say, look, they even put my son in jail. So don't tell me about a two tier justice system. They went after my son. Um, and and that, yeah. that might be a cover for him um, for his obvious crimes i mean let, let's face it the president of the united states is a crook he he takes bribes uh he sells influence uh he launders money or he has people launder money for him um so maybe hunter is the sacrificial lamb and uh and and biden is gonna is gonna run for re-election in 2024 Absolutely. You know, you, I think you really have hit the nail on the head. It, it is, it is a point because I already see on some of the, uh, the, the Twitter streams or X or whatever, some idiots like this moron Joe Walsh claiming, you see, there is no such thing as a two tier justice system. Hunter Biden was indicted and it also gives them cover to, um, you know, to totally destroy and persecute Donald Trump to death. I mean, collectively, he faces literally 624 years in federal prison for essentially 
exercising his First Amendment rights to protest 2020. Whatever you think about him as a person, whatever you think about him as a candidate, whatever you think about him as anything, whatever you, whether you even think that the 2020 election was legitimate or not, which it was not, of course, he still had a right to protest it, just as Al Gore protested 2020, just as John Kerry protested uh, rather uh, 2000, as Kerry protested 2004, and as Hillary protested 2016. And literally calling for electors to be faithless and all this kind of stuff. And in fact, uh, there were riots after George, after after Donald Trump was inaugurated on, on in January of 2017. There were legitimate uh, altercations in the streets, which nobody went to jail for. And so, meanwhile, this panty raid that took place in 2020, you know, a, a freaking sting operation by the FBI. Oh, uh, it's, it's the greatest uh, crimes in America since the Civil War and Pearl Harbor. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's objectively nonsense, obviously. Um, yeah, but, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about this and, and aside from the from the obvious political tool that the January 6th protests have become, um, a lot of it is the affront to to the elites and, and their and their perfect little world in the Capitol. Um, these people were really, really offended that the that the hoi polloi, that that the, that every man had the the effrontery to come into the capital and insult us and i think that has a lot to do with with the, this this obsessive anger over the january 6 protests um they just don't want to see uh the the typical american and how dare he exercise his first amendment rights and how dare he come into the people's house which is shit by the way uh it hasn't been a people's house in a very very long time anyway yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's funny. You can go back to the now rotting in hell late Harry Reid, who even complained when visitors, literally tourists into the Capitol Dome, he, he literally thought that they had body odor and he can smell them. And this sort of piggybacks onto this uh, story I had this morning about this, uh, this freshman congressman from, from uh, Illinois, this guy, Eric Sorensen, who literally publicly goes on, on social media <laughs> saying that his, that his constituents are stupid and they're idiots. Well, you know, I got to I got to say something for the guy. Maybe they are stupid and, and idiots because they constantly vote for Democrats who, who give it to them good and hard. And if they and I'll tell you this, if they vote for this guy one more time or if they vote for another Democrat, then they really are stupid. So I, I agree. You know, it's, what's very interesting is um, Sorensen is is claiming uh, that his constituents are essentially stupid. Um, and I'm I read the, the quotation in your uh, in your morning report. Uh, one of them is very interesting. He talks about. Um, his constituents in Western Illinois, whose ignorance he attributed to, quote, collectively a societal thing, period, unquote. Now, that's ridiculous. It's either collectively or a societal thing. It's not both. So, Mr. Sorensen, maybe you should not cast stone because your glass house is very, very obviously uh, grammar. Anyway. I can't stand that. Yeah, it it is. It just it's amazing that it is amazing how America, the the exceptionalism, American exceptionalism, meaning we are the exception to the rule of history. And that is the people who are supposed to be in control of the government. And they come first on the, the top of the power pyramid, at least in theory, or at least in the first few few decades of, of the union. Uh, the disconnect now between elected officials and the people is just unbelievable. You literally have uh, a situation which uh, that's almost mirrors the French Revolution. It's let them eat cake. Who are these people? I mean, we're going to 
it's 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 literally we have devolved to such a degree it is really shocking it, it is pathetic no i agree completely and by the way he also um the the last line of the of the long uh segment that you, that you um have on your uh, morning report on ace of spades um the illinois democrat also expressed bewilderment that americans love to set off their own fireworks on july 4th and take their second amendment rights so seriously i mean how dare we enjoy the celebration of the founding of this country and how dare we celebrate our rights i mean who the hell do we think we are exactly this guy's a smarmy little cocksucker and i hope he goes down in flames in 2024 and literal cocksucker because he is gay not that there's anything wrong with that I mean, well, well you know something there is something wrong with it in, in this case there is something wrong with that how exactly. dare he yeah yeah i have no idea what, I, what that means but it you know fuck him i hope he loses I, yeah, I, I hope so, too. And I hope I hope his constituents prove him wrong and they could really prove him wrong by not electing another Democrat and just switching the, the deck chairs on the yeah. It's amazing. Anyway, moving so, right along. Yes. yes. The other the other big story. It's a huge story is, um, as I noted, is the all three major auto workers, uh, the union, the United Auto Workers from and representing all three major uh, car manufacturers in the country have collectively. There's a word gone yeah. on strike. And this is the first time in history that that has ever happened. And uh, the UAW president, uh, Mr. Sean Fain, is really, really pissed off at this administration because he recognizes that the insane green energy policies and the push for electric vehicles will destroy the auto industry and thereby destroy the American auto worker. What's very interesting about this is that the the move to green energy and to uh, electric vehicles is one of the significant talking points um, of the Democrat uh, complex, you know, the, the Democrat uh, corporate complex in America. And what they have done is conflated the idea that shift of shifting to EV and job creation. Now, job creation for, for this is a myth. Um, as you pointed out, uh, building an electric car is actually a little bit simpler than building a, a normal car. And a lot of the products are sourced from overseas, including um, you know, the products of slave labor in China and in Africa, you know, mining some of the rare metals that are required for the batteries and such. So what they're doing is essentially lying to the American people that they're going to create all these new great jobs. Well, you know, they're not going to be new and they're not going to be great and there aren't going to be a lot of them. So the destruction of the of the internal combustion engine driven car in America is going to result in unemployment and a decrease in the in the total wage paid to auto workers. The unfortunate part about that is that the typical UAW worker is reflexively Democrat and they're going to vote Democrat no matter what. And one of the reasons why is that their leaders are 100 percent in the pocket of the Democrat Party. Now the question is, can that change? Yep, I, I yeah I I posited this in light of the attitude of people like this, uh, you know, this Eric Sorensen, and really worse, people you know just leftist leftist policy and what leftist policy is doing to America and specifically to Democrat strongholds in particular. I mean, if you look at New York City with the the immigration the the, it's not even it's an invasion of, of hundreds of thousands of people in Democrat cities all over the country. 
And they're freaking out over this because they don't have the money to deal with this. The federal government is, I think, is not going to put the bill for it. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, the constituents, the same stupid constituents who keep voting Democrat election after election and expecting a different result because they they, they swallow hook, line and sinker. The uh, the lies that uh, conservatism is evil, Republicans are evil and they want to throw grandma off a cliff and so on and so forth. They keep voting for this and they keep getting all the things that they blame Republicans for, they get it good and hard from the party that they vote for. So are they finally going to open their eyes and realize that it, it's not just, you know, it, it's this is not just a one off weird thing happening, you know, just out of the ether. It is the people that they vote for and the policies that they have been led to believe to support for humanitarian reasons or whatever goody two shoes bleeding heart bullshit that they swallow for doesn't work anymore. Open your freaking eyes and realize this. Will they do this? You know, I don't know. I mean, look, they're all evacuating blue hellholes and coming to places like where I live. And uh, I'm just afraid that they're going to bring their voting habits with them. But OK, I think, you, I think you have to I think you have to separate the the blue hellhole voter from, for instance, the UAW uh, line worker uh, in in these auto right. plants, which are usually suburban or, or, or uh, rural plants. Um, they're not in the cities and most of these employees are not uh, living in the cities. Um, I think that the blue that the reflexive Democrat voter in the in the blue hellholes that are being inundated by uh, wetbacks, illegal aliens, um, are going to vote Democrat no matter what. And it, and let's face it, they're going to vote Green Party. They're going to vote uh, Socialist Party as well. They, they are beyond the pale. Um, the, the real question is, is the UAW workers, what are they going to do about it? Um, uh, can they can I'm... they can they see what is happening? Can they can they change their reflexive voting patterns that have been going on for four, three, four generations? And can they actually do what is best for themselves? Yes, I, I don't need to clop in on you. There. I need to sort of without revealing my secret identity or where or where I now reside. Um, as many people know, my my wife, God bless her, is a liberal for sure. And she will always be a liberal. And her family has always voted Democrat and been Democrat. And my brother-in-law is a former GM employee. And here in the southern Wisconsin burg where I live, there once was a very huge General Motors assembly plant, which now no longer exists. It is closed. And if you go there, it literally there's nothing there, but it's a vast open concrete pad where the buildings once stood. And my brother-in-law, God bless him. I mean, he sees things that are wrong. He knows things that are wrong and so on and so forth. But there's still this, I don't know, genetically predisposed uh, implant in his brain, you know, that FDR, wonderful, Democrats, wonderful for labor, the union, God bless the union, and greedy corporations are evil. And even still, it's like, I wonder if I can take him aside and try to explain this to him, but I just don't want to risk familial, you know, disharmony. But his attitude Geez, I hope that's, I mean, at least it's, you can look at it sort of half full, half empty. At least it gives you an in to try to influence them. But, you know, old habits die hard. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Just as an aside, I grew up about uh, five or 10 miles from a uh, Ford plant. Uh, now, was it Ford or maybe it was Chevy? I'm not, I don't recall. In Tarrytown, New York. Um, wow. It was a huge plant. It had been around forever, and they closed it about 30 years ago, 25, 30 years ago. Um, but it was very interesting. You know, it's within a few miles of, of uh, you know, uh, New York City commuters. Um, yep. 
you know, professional people who are dry, who who take the train into into New York, and uh, they live they lived uh, just a few miles from a uh, an assembly plant. Um, of course, that's long gone. But uh, anyway, just an aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we shall see what uh, what, you know, as, as I pointed out, if Donald Trump or if uh, Ron DeSantis or whoever is a serious candidate and not just, a, you know, a, a, a stooge in there, if they really want to make some inroads, they should set up shop in, uh, you know, in front of the picket lines at one of these plants and put a little campaign headquarters there and grab Al Sharpton's bullhorn and start uh, and start preaching because uh, you you have a potential very receptive audience, at least at least in in part, you know, and as Donald Trump himself said, whether you like him, don't like him, whatever, he says, as he told black voters four or five years ago, what have you got to lose? And, and now and more exactly than ever, right. Exactly right. And, and, that's, and that's the question. Um, the, you know, these UAW workers, what do they have to lose? They have they have a lot to lose. They have their livelihood to, to lose. And this idiot Farley, the CEO of Ford, uh, you oh, know, God. talking about, you know, he's such a liar. Uh, he, t- he talked about the, the new F-150, the best-selling vehicle in the, in the United States. What he's trying to do is conflating the the electric version of the F-150, which is, in fact, the best-selling vehicle in the United States, with the – with not not the electric version, but the normal version. Yeah. Um, with the electric version. The electric version is junk. It can't carry anything, and it can't go very far. It's it, Their sales are collapsing. So what he what he is doing, he is pushing a very, very bad – very expensive product uh, at at the uh, I mean it, it, it makes no sense he's what he's doing is actively destroying a once great company Ford Motor Company just by pushing this insanity of of AGW well here's the thing and we, we've talked about this in the past before is that whatever whatever edicts whatever plans whatever five-year plans that the government wants to impose on us that they somehow can't pass legislatively or doesn't miraculously pass muster in the courts, they have a, a partner in private industry to do their bidding for them. And, oh, we don't believe in, in diversity, equity, inclusion. We don't believe in ESG, but you better believe the people in the boardrooms who are now under a certain age and have been totally indoctrinated in the Ivy League schools and so on and so forth do believe it. Or if they don't believe it, there's literally a gun at their head from the government to, to either you know go along to get along, if you know what I mean. Uh, they're the ones that are enforcing this crap. It doesn't exist. Electric electric vehicles, all these things, and the infrastructure infrastructure for it is a pipe dream. Now, that said, look, if some genius down the road, uh, Nikola Tesla Jr. or whatever, in his garage invents something – that is going to power a 747 airliner with a battery the size of a watch battery and can and can make it fly around the world 10 times before it needs a recharging. Great. Bring it to market and let the better mousetrap win. But to just impose something when nothing exists is madness. And that's what this is. This is madness. They're doing it to literally... If some people are the useful idiots who, who go along thinking they're saving the planet and the other ones are, are the Vladimir Lenins who are doing it intentionally to destroy the economy and take away our freedom, period, end of story. Crazy. You're talking about the, the government's corporate partners. Um, Absolutely. Think, think back 90 years ago uh, in Germany, uh, 1933, in fact, and yeah. uh, the creation of the, of the National Socialist State um, – was in huge part a result of that relationship, the relationship between the Nazi party, the Nazi government, and German industry. And it was a, an incestuous 
relationship. And it worked very, very well, unfortunately, for most of the world. But that relationship is extraordinarily dangerous. And, um, you know, in, in other countries, it's called fascism. But in the United States, apparently it's called democracy. But it's a very, <laughs> very bad thing. And we should fight it at every turn. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the thing is, Hitler could not have come to power without the money uh, from the industrialists. Uh, the industrialists like Krupp and so on and so forth were obviously were arms manufacturers, mostly. Also the chemical companies and so on. like uh, Chemical Bain companies and, and car companies and, 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 right. and heavy manufacturing companies and you name it. Yep. They saw that war war or reindustrialization was good for them. So we're going to back the Fuhrer. And that's exactly what they did. Whether or not they believed in his ideology or not, they believed in their bottom line. And they saw that their bottom line was going to was going to go uh you know, was going to go through the roof. So they backed the guy and it was obviously it was a disaster. But here it's a bit it's it's really weird because you're going to what are you backing? I mean, you're you're backing a government that's going to put in place. But then you're going to have to have a war, I guess. Hello, Ukraine. I, you're, you I mean, know, you're you're sputtering with confusion because it is it is ultimately <laughs> a it's cognitively dissonant. You cannot you cannot make any any logical sense of of this relationship look i mean ford motor company is a perfect example they are destroying their brand and why are they doing it i have no idea it's it simply does not make sense you know the the the, the function hello of, disney. of hello disney but go ahead <laughs> yeah disney there's another one <laughs> anyway you know we we go on, on about this forever but uh, but the point is that that the control of of American corporations by the government is a very very bad thing. Now we see it, you know, we see it in the FDA. We see it, you know, the revolving door. Uh, the, the regulators go off to work for the companies that they regulated. Uh, you know, this is dangerous, um, and this is par- this is part and parcel of the deep state. And again, we we just have to push against it at every turn. And yes. And it's this is going to be a generation long fix, if at all. Yeah, because we're we're it's in a race to the it's a, it's a race with the clock now to see uh, if we implode before we can somehow I don't know electorally you know my feelings about that but somehow yeah. culturally shift shift the uh, shift the gears so that normal people are are engaging in normal activities and the you know the the the, the economic theories not even theories economic realities of the free market. To, to greater or lesser extents that saw the greatest boom in prosperity since the industrial revolution for 250, 300 years is reinstated. Cause if not, it's just going to, everything is going to implode in on itself. This cannot, this really, it can't go on much longer like this. So who's it's, it is a, in a way a race to the bottom or just a race to, to prevent the, uh, you know, to, to prevent the whole thing crashing in on itself. Yeah. Well, let's move on to a more interesting topic and that is uh, online sex. <laughs> Let's talk about a Virginia House candidate uh, by the name of Susanna Gibson, uh, who apparently uh, at least partly financed her race by uh, doing porn on the Internet. I I mean, this is unbelievable. And then she she got caught. And then she lashed out at the Republicans. I don't really understand that. But it's this is delicious. It's fantastic. It's what a perfect. I mean, in microcosm, this is the demo. This is the Democrat Party. Well, yeah, the, go, on the the internet, is- go on the internet, <laughs> fuck people, and then blame the Republicans. 
<laughs> the end of the day, though, it's it's kind of ironic. We're talking about the free market uh, principles rescuing <laughs> rescuing our society, and here this Susanna uh, Gibson or Gibbons, I don't even know what the hell her name is. Gibson. <laughs> Gibson. Hey, look, she's she's only hey, look, you know, she's only giving the people what they want. I assume. Oh boy, oh boy. But the the, the sick thing about it is, here's this woman. She literally does online porn and charges for it. I don't know if that can be considered prostitution or what what it could be considered. She's openly doing this. It's available for everybody to see. And then she claims by exposing it, by talking about it, it's an invasion of her privacy. I'm going, uh, I mean, this is just, you got to laugh at it. But and what's really sad, though, is she's actually, unlike most Democrat women, who basically resemble either uh, Rosa DeLora or Helen or uh, or uh, Helen Thomas on a good day. Uh, she's actually rather attractive. But, yeah, she's not bad. Know, she's got chiclets for teeth, though. The you know the well anyway. Uh, I, well, the well her husband who is a lawyer and she who is a you know she's a medical well, she's like a medical licensed medical technician or a nurse. They, they're claiming poverty. <laughs> I mean, and she's got to have her husband Roger her on 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 the internet porn in order God, to raise I mean, money. I mean, it's really thing. awful. I mean, they've got two kids. Jeez, you know, show some, kids. show some respect for the for for the traditional family. It's disgusting, and she's a puke. Sorry, I, I mean, I I wouldn't vote for her, um, and I usually vote for the attractive candidate because that's how I judge uh, politicians. <laughs> I mean, well, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at least Kamala kept everything on, you know, on the oh, day God. literally, but uh, you know, this is, yeah, this is just, and unfortunately it's another Please, sign. I, hold on one second. Please call her yeah. by her correct name. That's Chlamydia Harris. Chlamydia Harris. Yes. Chlamydia Harris. This is uh Chlamydia Harris is at least it's, you know, she keeps it on the literal down low, if you know what I mean. But um, I mean, again, it's another signpost up ahead of, of our society and our culture, just absolutely degenerating into, you know, into the sewer i mean the other the other ironic thing as a sort of an aside kind of related uh the great senator john kennedy from louisiana uh was in the well of the senate or was a committee meeting or something where they were talking about the uh the infiltration of literal pornography in children's uh, school books promoting the gay sex and perverted sex and whatever else and he's literally reading passages of these books which librarians, school librarians are putting in their libraries and giving to children to read and teaching them about it as teaching materials. And it's literally something that you'd find in the letter section of like inches or mandate or one of these other gay. I magazines. have no idea what you're. T- <laughs> I've never heard I of have no idea. either. I've heard. Hell. <laughs> but I mean, he, he's reading these passages, which literally I was reading them and I was going to include them in the morning report, but I didn't want to turn people's stomachs. I mean, it was horrible. And, and, the, and the guy who was reading it to you, is saying, well, you know, this is, you know, he's, he's claiming it's disgusting. And why are you reading it? And it's saying, you got to be effing kidding me. You're literally grooming our children to be homosexual catamites in school officially. And you're protesting that John Kennedy is, is shoving your face in the thing that you're doing. That to me is, uh, well, it's the same thing as this Susanna Gibbons, uh, putting it on, putting it out, uh, putting out, putting it online. It's horrible, absolutely horrendous. And this is going, and we're here talking about, you know, whatever, Hunter Biden and this and that and the other thing, and our children are being mind-raped and body-raped in their schools. It's amazing. Oh, By the way, I just want to, be, before we move on, I want to read the quotation from from this uh, this whole, this uh, internet whore. Um, yes. This, oh, so, book. quote, my political opponents and their Republican allies have proven they're willing to commit a sex crime to attack me and my family because there's no line they won't cross to silence women when they speak up. I mean, what is it? Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. 
what? This <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it's fantastic. It's like God Almighty. I, yeah, this, oh, is, yeah, the, yeah. this is the 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 uh, the man who kills his parents and then uh, you know begs for mercy because he's an orphan. This yeah. this is great stuff. Way to go, Virginia. Exactly. Well, Virginia. <laughs> Virginia is great because look, I love Glenn Youngkin. I love Winsome Sears. I love the fact that their, you know, that their legislature has miraculously turned a state that was about to go blue forever, and turned it around and is putting up a fight, literally in the in the in the in the actual backyard of of the D.C. swamp. Um, if that's not cause for hope, at least a little bit, I don't know what is, but that's great. I love Glenn Youngkin. I think he's he's got a big he's got a bright future ahead of him at some point, and I love Winsome Sears as well. She's phenomenal. So keep it up. But yeah, I, if, if this woman wins, I'd be, I'd be, you know, God, I'd be shocked. I mean, she's got to bow out. I would imagine. I I assume so, but you know, she, she seems uh, uh, quite unrepentant. So exactly. Well, there it is. Just uh, let your freak flag fly. Say that five times fast. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Anyway, take a two, a two minute break, a one minute break. And we'll be back with more of the cut chip newsletter. Um, salacious. <laughs> Greatest hits. <laughs> Hang in there and <laughs> keep listening. And we are back. Newsletter, the podcast. I noticed in the news uh, recently, uh, in the last day or so, that uh, Disney, uh, you know, our favorite movie studio and um, child sex grooming company, is in talks, or possibly is in talks, to sell one of their television networks, uh, ABC. And um, there have been commenters. Actually, there was a co-blogger on um, Ace of Spades who has talked about how uh, Disney is going to. Um, out of necessity, morph into a much smaller company. And this might be the very first step. Um, if they sell ABC, that, that's, a very, that, that's a very, very interesting thing because, uh, you know, their, their, stock, their, their stock has, has dropped in half in, in, in just the last couple of years. So they are clearly not doing well according to the market. And um, the, the fact that they're going to, to divest a, a, a marquee product in ABC is is telling. A- absolutely, Disney. I believe also, and correct me if I'm wrong, CBD. I believe they also own, uh, if they they own the Star Wars franchise as well. I believe Disney. And yeah. they, I believe, and they and with with this Kathleen Kennedy idiot, they have totally destroyed. They literally strangled the golden goose. Not only strangled it, they freaking strangled it, stomped on it, and and uh, and put it in a meat grinder and scattered its its uh, bones to the wind. I mean, how you could do that? How you could do a destroy a marquee franchise like that? Because you want to insist on putting woke crap uh, in a galaxy long ago and far, far away is just uh, is ponderous. But I mean, that's you what know, you I, do. I I used to be a Star Wars fan. I really enjoyed the um the first movie the second movie was pretty good the third one got became became ponderous but i saw them all um i i'm not a huge consumer of of that sort of product but i did take it seriously but then once disney got involved it it became more and more tedious and less and less interesting and i stopped uh you know the same thing with the marvel uh universe i i just don't i'm not interested anymore i don't care because they have 
they have inserted so much extraneous crap into what's supposed to be entertainment that they're losing people like me. Now, am I, do I go to the movies 20, 30 times a year? No, I don't even remember the last movie that I saw in a movie theater. And do I use pirated um, accounts for uh, for streaming? Yes, of course I do, like everybody else <laughs> in the United States. But still, it is, it, it is... It is odd what they're doing. Um, you know, just like Ford. Maybe Ford and Disney are the uh, are the poster children for the destruction of of woke corporate America. I certainly hope they are. Well, Anheuser Busch called and said, "Hold my beer." Literally, I mean, yeah. so, so there, there you go. I mean, how you could take the the number one selling beer brand in America and put a freaking phony transvestite freak as your spokesperson and intentionally to alienate the, the blue collar so-called audience or, or market that drinks the beer and claim this, this is a good thing. Uh, these are the people that are running the corporations, ladies and gentlemen, there's no difference between, I forgot her name. She was the, the marketing executive who did this and this uh, Jim Farley at the, at the, at Ford and Kathleen Kennedy or Bob Iger, or whoever it is. I mean, the fact that you go back to Disney with, with uh, the Mandalorian, when they, when Gina Carano had the gall to express an opinion about, whether it was, uh, you know, homosexuality or traditional marriage, I forgot what it was that got her. She got shit canned from from yeah. the Mandalorian. She was the star of the show. And, and I watched. And the by movie. the way, I watched the Mandalorian. I watched the first two seasons. Uh, I thought they were pretty good. It was entertaining. It was certainly uh, reason enough to spend six bucks a month or seven bucks a month on on a Disney um, account. Uh, but she got shit canned. And guess what I did? I canceled my fucking Disney account because I will not support that company anymore. Right, and I heard, and I heard. And by the way, I I suggest that everybody does that. Right, you should suggest to the guy that you pirate your your uh, your membership off. No, actually, that one I was paying for. <laughs> okay, believe it or not. Okay. Yeah, but, but it's true. I mean, it's it's you know madness. I mean, but they're, they're, they again, they it's like they don't they don't care. They will destroy things. This goes back to education. It goes back or maleducation. They're they are stewed in these institutions with Marxist Leninism that America bad, capitalism bad, and all these things are good. And they're gonna they're literally gonna kill the golden goose. And they don't care because number one, they think they could do it because the government will bail them out and keep them going, which well, you know, we'll see how far that goes. But at the end of the day, it is a it is a cultural revolution. Um, yep. I, I really I think that like I said before, it's there's some people are, are useful idiots and do it because they want to do it. And some people are doing it in quite intentionally to destroy the American economy and the American and the, and the answer to that, and by the way, we're, we're running out of time, but the answer to that is for every single normal American to fight back. And I'm not talking mm -hmm. about uh, rioting in the streets the way the left does. I'm talking about whatever you can do, cancel Disney, uh, go, go to your, um, your school, school board meeting, you know, whatever it takes, but push back. And that's how we're mm -hmm. going to, succeed yes that 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 most of all do go to the school board meetings because that is important regardless yep. of the fact that you know what happened to this poor guy in loudon virginia and, and god bless glenn i think it was glenn youngkin who uh who pardoned him from from pardoned him as if he committed a crime for, for yep. yelling to him they're turning him into terrorists anyway we have reached the end of our show here this has been the cut jim newsletter speaks podcast for cbd it's jj septon thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next one